You're listening to the One of Us .net podcast network. Hello, One of Us listeners. My name is Nick. You may recognize my voice from One of Us shows such as The Screener Squad, The Final Watch series, and occasionally The Breakfast Pub. Recently, I ventured into the world of audiobooks and created my own production company, Mercs with Mics, which so far has been quite successful. The bad news is that's a little too successful for me to actually keep up with the workload on. So I'm looking for some freelance audio editors to help me out with some basic editing. Things like editing out flub takes, loud breathing between dialogue, and the elimination of clicks and pops and other artifacts that might end up on the audio. Payment would start at the rate of $70 per full hour of edited audio. I'm also looking for narrators, with a decent home recording setup, and at least some previous experience in acting. If you are interested in either of these positions, please contact me at mercswithmikes at gmail.com. Thank you for your time, and a special thanks to all the listeners who support oneofus.net and keep this wonderful site going. You make me proud to be one of us. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber-supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going, and get some terrific bonus content as well. Well, tis the season for tons and tons and tons of Christmas movies that are all about the same thing. Getting presents and iPads? <laughs> if you go by this movie, yes. Uh, Apparently. What, what happened to Thanksgiving? Like, I feel like, when did we suddenly decide that Thanksgiving was completely irrelevant? Yeah, it was like the day it after. It is irrelevant, so that's the first thing. <laughs> It's like the day after Halloween, it just went straight to Christmas. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's just like in Canada, though. <laughs> the first mistake they made with Thanksgiving was making turkey the main dish. I mean, I like turkey, but, you know. <laughs> but anyways. That, yeah, this... right, I guess. <laughs> I'm a ham guy. <laughs> a trash bird. <laughs> but anyways, we're not talking about Thanksgiving, and neither is this movie, because this movie is Noel. It's the one of the main launch titles for Disney+, Plus, which we also did a review for Lady of the Tramp, which you guys will hopefully hear soon. Um, so this movie, I don't know really what to say about it. I mean, the, first of all, the guy who wrote and directed this is Mark Lawrence, and I would say, like, you know, I was going to say, like, this is just a Disney Channel movie, but with bigger actors, but this is pretty much right up his alley in terms of quality of films he makes, because previously he helped write Miss Congeniality 1 and 2, uh, he wrote and directed Two Weeks Notice, Music and Lyrics, and Did You Hear About the Morgans? I did not hear about I the didn't. Morgans. I didn't, I don't one yeah. good movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Music and Lyrics, that one's actually not that bad, so. <laughs> but. Cool. Yeah, this one, I just... You know, I mean, we're probably going to have a lot... It's one of those things where it's hard to rate Christmas movies because, you know, people watch Hallmark movies on loop, so they clearly don't have mm -hmm. a high bar for, like, quality Christmas films. But I still would say this is not anywhere near one of the better Christmas movies, <laughs> even no. on that level. No, well, it's, it's definitely just... not a revisit next year. Uh, it's barely a revisit later this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, uh, Max, why don't you give us a little summary here? What is this movie about? Um, well, the plot was uh, there's a Santa on somebody's roof and he falls over and then he falls off the roof and dies and then Tim Allen has to take over his role. <laughs> no, it's the wrong movie. No, dude, this movie pretty much is Santa Claus, Elf, and a bunch of other movies mashed together into a proper yeah. plot. 
Yeah, no, so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so they've got Santa and then his, his kids. You've got Noel Kringle, which is Anna Kendrick, and then you have Nick Kringle, which is Bill Hader. And at some point, Santa dies, so uh, Bill Hader, Nick Kringle, has to take over the role of Santa, but he's really not good at it, and he just wants to uh, to go do some yoga in, in somewhere sunny where it's not cold all the time. And um, Anna Kendrick has to go find him and bring him back home after he disappears. That's, that's pretty much the entire plot. Yeah, and okay, that's... Wait a second. Bill Hader's in this? Yes. Yeah, Bill Hader's in this, and it's so weird. Anytime he shows up, you can just see it on his face. It's like, I really would be rather back home making more seasons of Barry. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever he's on. I, no, I, I bet this he... was a, a For the Kids movie, because he's got like three, yeah. three little girls or something like that. Yeah. I, I think he's doing more of his... Barry Christmas. Uh, who's, who's to say how Santa died, right? With I mean, the, like the first third of this movie, at the very least, I was just cracking myself up making Barry jokes in my head because it kind of starts off with the same premise as Barry. You've got this guy who's got this thing that he's been pushed to do by a father figure, but he's not good at it. He doesn't really want to <laughs> do it. And so he moves to the Southwest to find something better. Wow. Yep, I was. I kept waiting for like uh, Henry Winkler or the guy who plays the uh, Chechenian hitman to show up at some point. Yeah. That would have been also be Santa. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, my friend Nick Kringle here. He help you out, yeah. Fifty-fifty with the Easter Bunny. Deliver all your package. He deliver any package you need. Instead of a bo- instead of sending a package with a bowl, he sends a candy cane. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like it's just. When you explain that premise, and like like you said, the way it plays out, it feels like it's just a knockoff of the Santa Claus, because it's got the same kind of, like, weird insider humor, where it's all about the politics of Santa and all this other kind of stuff. It's just, this plot just feels like it has not, it doesn't have an original thought in its head, in the way that's being executed with the story. Yeah, and then the, the second half is basically, yeah, it turns into Elf, where he's a... Uh, like a Christmas, uh, like a, a native of the North Pole, he goes into somewhere like California or like somewhere like random, and they, everybody's like, "Oh, this guy's crazy. He's just some weird Christmas actor." <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like when Anna Kendrick shows up, and they do all those elf-like jokes, like, "Ooh, sunblock! I've never worn sunblock before. What's that like?" You know, kind of thing. And you're just like, it was kind of funny in Elf, but the way it plays here, I mean, they're the same level of jokes, but for some reason, it in Elf it worked, and here I, I don't know why it didn't work. You know? I can tell you why, because Elf was set in New York City, and they see weird stuff all the time. They just don't care. It's like, ah, weirdo, whatever. But this takes place in Phoenix, Arizona. You have this woman running around in, in an elf costume and eating sunblock and stealing margaritas off of drink trays and stuff like that, and they just kind of have the same reaction. And it, Yeah, it just doesn't work because you don't expect that from that part of the the country. I mean, you get some crazy people in Phoenix, too, but I think also part of the problem is that Anna Kendrick's character is, like, really wildly inconsistent at points, because she's shown to be, like, Mm. really smart, really super competent in a lot of stuff. Like, she can learn multiple languages over the course of the story, and she's got some really good skills, and then Mm. out of nowhere she suddenly's just like, yeah, I don't know how this works. For no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. There was an an innocence to Buddy, because he'd literally never been out of his home. And Will Ferrell plays Buddy at 11 in every situation. Anna Kendrick, unfortunately, I'm blaming the direction, is told to dial it way back. And her fish out of water is more socially awkward, not where the hell did this person come from? Yeah, because that's the thing is that actually, you know, that's probably the biggest problem is the writing and the directing. Because in terms of performances, I think that Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader are really giving it their all as much as they can Mm -hmm. in this material. Yeah, like, I mean. Billy Eichner was pretty good, too. 
See, I, I, I didn't thought really... he was super toned down. Like this is the most normal I've ever seen him act in. Anything. Oh yeah, and I didn't really yeah. think he was a great actor with that. Like, I mean, he's trying, yeah. but th- this isn't really his strength. I don't think. Like it's it's not no. a really well matched character for him. Yeah, I'm just I'm just used to him doing Billy on the street, just like swearing at everybody, screaming the whole time. <laughs> he was like he was so quiet oh, no. in this movie. He's pretty toned down in American Horror Story. Mm. Well, that's true. Oh, I didn't know he was on there. Yeah, but that, and that's I, I don't know, it just it, it didn't really work here. But then you also got like Shirley MacLaine in this movie, and well, she's also in the movie, so that's uh, about, yeah. yeah I kept <laughs> did you guys know she was? In it. Did you guys know she was supposed to be an elf? They keep saying uh. it, but you never believe it, or, fe- or it's never really sold <laughs> to you with it. It's like okay, it's just Shirley MacLaine. I, I almost thought she was just Mrs. Claus. That actually would have been a better choice, I think, for the movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really like who they had for Mrs. Claus. She was, she talked really slow. It's kind of weird. Oh, it's so sad because that's Julie Haggerty, who she's a great like you know she was a veteran comedian from stuff like Airplane mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh-huh. Oh no, she wasn't given anything to do. No, she wasn't given no. a chance to be funny at all in this movie. She, yeah, she was just really, really quiet and really slow talking. Yeah, yeah, which at least she's gonna also be in Marriage Story this year, so she's got a second chance to do something else. <laughs> but th- this was really a waste of her talents, I thought. And yeah. honestly, it really is a waste of almost everyone's talents. And the only people who are like dragging this movie behind them are Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader because they're trying so hard with this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, Bill Hader was pretty toned down too, actually. Uh, but I mean, he, he, was, he was good. Pl- he was just like kind of toned down to me. Yeah, he's still playing. Like, he's playing Barry more or less in this, you know, and that's always good. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> like again, like there's a point where the the um, when they first find him in the yoga place, which you know we're gonna talk about some spoilery stuff, but who gives a crap with this movie? But, uh, <laughs> but it's one of those things where they, when they finally meet him at the yoga place, there's literally a point where he's has a reaction to something, and I kept waiting for the. Bah, bah, Start playing. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been perfect but yeah it's just again it's just that one of the biggest i mean to get the biggest sin of this movie is just that it's not very funny at all no yeah. like i mean did you guys laugh at all during this film uh i i did and it was just a couple things that were either so unfunny or just so flat that i couldn't help but laugh at it or i, I think the most genuine chuckle that i got was <laughs> the little baby reindeer getting hit by the snow <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the dumbest joke, but and, and that was like, like it the made very me laugh. End of the movie too. Yeah, I, no, I, I take that back. The the other thing that really made me laugh my ass off was right at the end of the movie where uh, yeah Julie Haggerty's character is like, well, come on, Bill Hader, let let's go tend to the reindeer, and he just goes, no, they have ticks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, the, when you say it like that, that sounds funny, but it's. Yeah, it's weird. It's just like, it's just so toothless with its comedy. Like, even more so than just being sanitized, it's like, these jokes feel like they're from an old 80s sitcom in a lot of ways. Like, even uh, mm-hmm. some of the weird jokes where they're trying to be, like, progressive, quote, quote, it's like, hey, look, we're interacting with Hindus and Jews and other kind of people. Mm-hmm. They feel like an old, you know, pretty much how it is, it's an old white dude trying to explain stuff to other people about Christmas. And you're just like, yeah. this is really tone deaf in some, in some ways. <laughs> like, yeah, she- what was that? What was that one gag you said where it's like, oh, I'm actually Hindu. He's like, well, you know, it's like my dad says the Japanese invented sushi and everyone loves sushi. You're just like, that really can be interpreted very wrong. Yeah, that, <laughs> that left me scratching my head. Yeah, then it wasn't the guy like, oh, I love sushi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well, one of those cultural where... appropriation, right? It, so, it, well, yeah. it did feel like one of those things where all the arguments to try and like defend Christmas or defend these kind of feelings were just like, well... It, it feels good, and it's Christmas, so you should like it, because Christmas. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. I, I'm just, 
I'm just kind of baffled by some of the people they got behind this movie. Like, uh, the cinematographer is Russell Carpenter, who shot Titanic, which I'm like, wait, really? what? The Titanic? Uh, and then Hugh Winborn, who directed, uh, I mean, who edited Crash, edited this movie, too. Hmm. <laughs> You're just like, they got all these wow. talented people working on this film for something that, again, is barely Disney Channel quality. Especially, the visual effects in this movie are horrendously awful. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I can forgive, oh, especially with the reindeer, because, yeah, this this is, for all intents and purposes, a TV movie, so the reindeers, uh, fine, whatever, but there was no excuse for that atrocious green screen, especially in the driving parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was some really bad effect work throughout this, and I, I can't imagine this was, like, that cheap or even that pricey kind of thing. Like, I just, it was just bad use of the money. <laughs> Which yeah, apparently, I thought, the, I thought the set pieces in like in the North Pole town were pretty cool, but after once they got mm-hmm. out of that, it, once they got to Phoenix, it was just kind of kind of bland. Well, the, the North yeah. Pole segments only take up like maybe a third or even a fourth of the movie. Everything else is in this boring town in Phoenix, and it's full of product placement also. Which was just like, okay. Like, there's that oh, one really? bit where they have that one guy who uh, pops in to <laughs> flirt with another lady, and it's like, oh, gee, these giant Petco labels all over him. I wonder if they paid to be in this movie, too. Yeah, oh, that God. was distracting and annoying. I didn't even catch that. I just, I was like, oh, Petco, okay. I didn't even realize it was product placement. Well, no, seriously, everything in the Phoenix town, like, one, it feels like a set, and two, it feels like a set with very big brands posted all over it. You know? Yeah. Just like, ugh. I mean, yeah, I did notice that, like, in, in, like, the strip mall area they were hanging out in there, you could see, like, all the, the shop names clearly. <laughs> yeah. Which makes me think that was probably an actual, like, outlet mall they shot at or something. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just, I don't know why, it just felt extra pronounced in the movie, but it probably is a real place, so. <clears throat> I don't know, and that's one of those, it's just so much about this movie, I don't know what else to say other than, who, who was the guy who played her love interest in this movie? Okay, was uh, it her love interest? Kingsley Ben. They weren't a love interest. I don't think they were teasing it. I, I mean, they just they were just buddies. It felt like it was going to end up there, but it didn't. Yeah, yeah I you, thought he was. You're he was all be just like... saying that because they're both very attractive people. <laughs> well, he has all the earmarks of being a love interest thing, but yeah, it's like it, it feels like they're always like teasing it a little bit, and they never jump the gun with it. So. Yeah, and then in the end, she was just like, "Yep, yeah, I check him on in on him every once in a while in his son, and they're they're doing great." I'm like, talk about friend not- zoning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> North Pole friend zone. But I mean, that guy was okay. You know, he was trying his best again with the material, mm-hmm. but it's just it felt like he didn't really know what movie he was in for the most part. Yeah, it's kind of, he was kind of weird. Yeah. Well, he had a good conversation about fatherhood that lasted 10 seconds, and then the movie quickly went, whoa, a little serious there. We're done. Get out of the car. <laughs> yeah, so it's that weird. Was like, weird. Again, it's that weird thing like Elf, where Elf would have these kind of like slightly mature or slightly darker moments mm-hmm. through it. This one tried to do that, but again, it was so sanitized that they barely registered when they happened. You're just like, yeah. oh, no, 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 hold on. Got to go to the elves <laughs> eating ice cream. I mean, to the, uh, the reindeer eating ice cream again, or freaking yeah. uh, Billy Eichner doing funny stuff. Ha ha ha. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. The I'm gonna reindeer make all... has. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Eichner was. Just, he was just like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna deliver all these presents through Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, that that was like one joke that could have been really funny, but mm-hmm. right, because it just never was. Yeah, Bezos <laughs> finding out that Santa's real is really good material, but they didn't even go there. Yeah. yeah, and he had like talking about you know things that they seeming seemed to set up and didn't really deliver on. There was a lot of that in, the, in this movie, but once the ball really started to get rolling with his character and like his version of Santa temporarily, 
I thought, okay, they're setting him up to be the villain or something, and then, no, no, not really. Yeah, is it weird that it kind of resolved itself almost immediately once they actually started to tackle it? Yeah, he just kind of gave whole, up. Yeah, the whole like problem that they were having within the story is, oh, well, without Santa's sleigh, which she has borrowed to go find her brother, we can't have Christmas. And that's when he comes up with all the drones and all the crazy stuff. And then there's just no consequences for that whatsoever. No, like I, I just found it kind of weirdly funny that they were trying to paint Amazon as like the villain in the story too. Like on top of Gabe, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, like through Am- Amazon is the one who's going to judge the naughty and nice. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but again, so many ideas they just never ever followed through with, and they couldn't even like be clever enough to follow with some old cliches from these kind of romantic comedies or Christmas mm-hmm. movie stuff. Like they just feel like every time they thought of doing something, you're just like, eh, that takes too much effort. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so can I ask you all a quick question? Sure, go ahead. So this movie does it suffer from having such like big name stars? Like if this was like Let It Snow and was using up and comers, do you think you'd be more forgiving of it? I, I or think, is there just something? Uh, I, I think that Anna Kendrick and Billy, uh, Bill Hader are the only good things in this movie. Like this movie would be yeah. a, a wash if it wasn't for those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I agree. Yeah, it's just so. So to that end, yes, it would be given a pass. It still wouldn't be very good, but it wouldn't be given a pass. But it's it's almost borderline unforgivable to have such talent in it and to do nothing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I really like the whole like the the running gag with Bill Hader doing like all the yoga. He's <laughs> just like namaste. <laughs> that could have been way funnier than it actually was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's just well, they could have like got into why he wants to do yoga and then delved into the daddy issues he had because a lot of fathers don't know their sons grow to resent them and I think that you know could have been a really cool story because his dad had passed away how's he gonna get oh, closure okay, the, from that the way that they handled That's true Bradley I do resent you <laughs> <laughs> and also the way they handled the dad dying was like the most awkwardly funny it was way horrifying possible. yeah that was so yeah. Where, like, they, had this, they had this sweet moment where he talks to them as kids and all that kind of stuff and then literally in the space of two seconds like and then he died six months uh, earlier you're just like yeah. wait what <laughs> Okay, was it... Maybe uh, wow. I, I just blanked when I was watching the movie. I thought they said five years. Well, I mean, no, like several years passed, but then they said that he died six months prior to when it gets to the present day. Right. But oh, they do it okay, so callously. Okay. You're just like... Yeah. She was like so upbeat and positive, like, boy, I sure loved my dad. My dad who is dead. Santa is dead. <laughs> dead That's Santa. pretty much how it went. Yeah, it was... This movie's just so tone deaf. I just mm-hmm. I, it, that was probably the only like funny thing about the movie is just how often it would hit to uh, stuff like that where I'm just like I don't know what you're on movie but it's yeah kind of, that, it's kind of admirable. <laughs> that's kind of the some of the stuff that I was laughing at is just this this is so off the mark I can't help but laugh at it. Yeah, I think the only part of the movie that actually had heart was the whole like when she met the the little deaf girl and then how that resolved. Yeah. That was the only thing that actually like was like a feel good moment. Well, because there's actual setup and payoff with that. You know? Yeah, yeah, but even that is just derivative of that bit from Elf when he meets that little kid at the hospital. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and this this here is a little tone deaf as well. Like when she gives her grand speech about, did you know that poverty exists? <laughs> Don't worry, <laughs> everyone who is suffering from poverty is pretty happy. So, yeah, that that also a little kind weird. Of- came out of nowhere and, and went nowhere because I'm like, is that yeah. the message of this movie? Because mm. I, is that what we've been aiming for the whole time? This, she this doesn't movie? have a house, Santa. How is she going to charge her iPad? You got to think about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, also, Give her a useless gift. 
with how many times they say iPad, did Apple pay them for that? Because literally, like, there's so many references to iPad. And even, I'm like, is iPad still relevant anymore? I'm waiting for the new iPhone. Yeah. I don't even use my iPad. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that joke was, like, four years too late. Yep. Yeah, that that smacks to be yeah. of middle aged writer. What do all the kids <laughs> like these days? Yeah, yeah and like movie... all of uh, all of Billy Eichner's elves were using like IMAX too. Yeah, this this movie feels like itself was four years too late. Like if this had come out like yeah. I don't know when like Four Christmases came out a decade ago, it would have been just fine. But well, I my understanding is this was filmed like a, a year or two ago, and they've been they they apparently maybe were going to put it in theaters and then decided better and then just uh, put it on Disney Plus. Well, they they had some good yeah. people thinking about that because <laughs> this would again just kind of like Lady in the Tramp. This would have got slaughtered if it went to the box office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and there's the there's the one with um with Amelia Clark that's in theaters right now. That's like nobody's going to see that either. Well, because people are sick of these Christmas movies and they come out with like twenty of them every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. heck, we're going to review three Christmas movies by the end of this week. So, yeah. <laughs> And mostly with Bradley. Why do you keep getting me into these ones? <laughs> because I love Christmas. <laughs> he's going down and he's taking you with him. <laughs> into my snowy grave. <laughs> Schadenfreude oh, no. at Christmas makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's about as much as we can say for this. I, I really got nothing else to say. I'll just start with a review here, just saying, this kind of sucked. But it sucked in that way where it's so inoffensive that it barely registered in my day. Like, mm. I, I watched it, and then halfway through, I started just kind of, like, half-watch it with, like, like looking down on my computer and then glancing over every now and then. And even then, I'm just like, oh, I'm not missing anything. So, I didn't hate it, but... It's also a movie where I can say there's almost nothing good in it. It's just, it's only barely getting by with Bill Hader and Anna Kendrick's energy in it. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to give this three out of ten times they ripped off Enchanted with the whole, ah, kind of stuff she was doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Anne Hathaway's a better singer, and so is Amy. Um, oh, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name. But yes, I agree with you. Yeah, see, like, Anna Kendrick is fine. I think, again, she's, a, I feel like Anna Kendrick is someone who's really talented that either she doesn't know what she can do as a performer or no one else knows what she can do as a performer. Yeah, you know? they need to give her a good song. Like, she killed it in Into the Woods. Yeah, no and she was really great in the... anything to sing since, really. Yeah, and she's oh, great in Up in the Air, where she got an Oscar nomination. So. Oh, yeah, that's a I like Pitch Perfect, movie. that yeah. movie she was in. Yeah, I like Pitch Perfect a lot, too. <laughs> yeah, so... I, I felt I like, know. I thought this movie was going to turn into a musical a few times. Like, they were about to break oh, into yeah. song, and nobody did. Well, they crammed in a whole ton of pop songs in this movie to compensate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, Max, what do, you, what do you think, leading into your final thought, then? Yeah, um, I thought it was it, it was decent. It wasn't like I didn't think it was bad. I think it was it was definitely watchable. I'd, I'll probably never watch it ever again. But I I wouldn't. I mean, if somebody wants to just watch a random Christmas movie right now, I'd probably recommend it. So I yeah, I, I give it like a like a seven out of ten um, candy cane gavels that keep breaking. <laughs> wow, seven out of ten. That's really high for this movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I liked it enough to like. It was it was pretty decent. I didn't hate it and I didn't love it, but it was pretty decent. All right, he's got uh, the Christmas spirit. <laughs> yeah, I like Christmas. We movies. can all learn from Max. Yeah, I like Christmas yeah. movies and I like talking dog movies. <laughs> yeah, Justin, you're getting cold for Christmas. <laughs> I've been a very naughty boy. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Bradley. Well, you know, people used to get coal for Christmas to stay warm. So that was kind of changed into a ha-ha, you're bad, when really, anyways. 
No, no, I'm sorry. Was that going somewhere? <laughs> I, think, I think it's fine. It's cute. The one thing that irritated me is, believe it or not, the, oh, wow, Santa has a family genre has some very high bars. Like uh, Arthur Christmas. Yeah, Arthur example. Christmas is the best. Like, I, I don't know yeah. why I, so few people have actually seen that movie. Yeah, and it also has some low bars. Like, Fred Claus wasn't great by any means. Does anybody even remember that? Am I the only one that saw I that? Uh, Martin Thomas yeah. from Double Toasted loves that movie. So Yeah, there you go. I kind of like it. it, too. There you go. I remember See? seeing the posters at a movie theater, but I never actually saw the movie. I mean, any movie with Paul Giamatti in it can't be that bad. Yeah, I feel like a Christmas movie, you either have to have a lot of heart, or you have to be as crazy as Jingle All the Way. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. I love Jingle All the Way. Like, for me watching this, I never really felt Christmassy at all. I mean, they kept referencing it, but when they gave their big Christmas speeches, they fell really flat for me. It was just Honestly, when they were talking about the twinkle of Santa, and when um, Anna Kendrick as Noelle is talking to this man in the parking lot, and we finally see the twinkle. My thought was like, you know, if British got, if uh, the British people got over themselves, she would make a kick-ass doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I got out of this movie. So, but I didn't really hate it either. You know, I like the cast that's involved. I really like Sherry and Liam McLean, so I was kind of hoping that her character mattered eventually. But not really. It's it's such an awkward movie. The death of Santa really upset me, so I was kind of a sourpuss <laughs> through the whole movie, to be honest with you. But I'll give this six. Yeah, I'll go with six. Six sunblocks on ten tongues. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, and last but not re- least, the well, Rose. <laughs> Um, this movie's yeah, got I, I was, I was more annoyed than anything, just at all the wasted potential. Because yeah, there there were so many types of Christmas movies packed into this just rapid fire, one right after another. It's this kind of Christmas movie. It's that kind of Christmas message, and and none of it was really cohesive. And so just I, I am always annoyed by wasted potential in movies, and I, I can usually spot where a better movie within one would be and I was more focused on that than the movie itself by the end um, for me it's it, I'd say watch in the background when you're wrapping presents or putting the tree up material uh, little kids will I can't say love it but be entertained by it at the very least um, I, I wish they had too it focused more on like the brother and sister relationship between uh, Nick and Noel because there was barely any of that and they from the trailers and the poster even it makes you think that that's going to be the crux of the movie and it just wasn't yeah i think bill haters only in like what like 15 or 20 minutes of the movie but uh yeah my my final rating is three actors who deserve better out of 10 <laughs> i just wish they're uh i wish santa slay made hot cocoa like like tim allen's does just go the full well, well, hey, now, this one apparently dispenses pajama bottoms that's the same right True. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> it's very strange. Like, was this kind of plays into my Santa's an adulterous whore theory? 
because he's forgetting his pants at all these places, and all now, these kids see their mom kissing Santa Claus. Now, now, if they discover the like, there's like a sequel where they discover the other children of Santa Claus all over the place, <laughs> Noel Two or whatever. That would be even better. If Noel Two, milk mustache. <laughs> if that's actually a hard hitting romantic drama where she wants to give up the mantle of Claus to be with someone. And then someone brings up, well, there's always been a Mrs. Claus. Why should you give up your life to be with someone? He should give up his. I'd watch that. Yeah. Yeah. The the first male first lady. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. I'm not moving to the North Pole. Fuck that. (laughs) But wouldn't you for love? No. Uh, I I would be Bill Hader's Mrs. Claus in a heartbeat. There you go. There you go. I could tolerate being Anna Kendrick's first lady, I guess. I don't know. 